Is Starfield going to be too big? Debates about the game's size and length started swirling when the 1,000 Planets announcement first hit, and now we have interviews with Todd Howard about just how ambitious they have been with this game. Xbox is actually helping them bring that ambition to light. We now have articles also saying that Starfield cannot afford to fail. Many people sort of putting the entire Xbox success ecosystem and platform on the shoulders of Starfield. I also have an opinion piece from PC Gamer that I want to look at where they talk about big games like Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 where they risk quality and quantity being opposed to each other. Game size and length is actually an interesting discussion as far as games have come the distance that they have. Can a game get too big? Can it be too ambitious? I want to look at a variety of viewpoints on this because this is still one of my most anticipated games of the year. And the last show I did about this, I actually argued that I think it can win game of the year. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning of the stream, so that way you don't have to go looking for it. If you like this kind of content after the opening monologue, I discuss it with a live audience. Make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these shows. The more information that comes out about Starfield, the more excited I get. But some are looking at the size and the ambition of the game, and they're worried that it in fact will be too big. With the rise of open world games creating a strange, almost open world fatigue in many gamers, Starfield seems to daunt some of the potential player base. I happen to think that this is probably, at some level, a subversive goal that the game has. We, we are exploring space, after all. But I wanted to look at a couple of viewpoints and consider them. First, I have a PC Gamer article that says both Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 have reignited the quality versus quantity debate. It begs the question, can a game be too big? Can it be too full? Many accused AC Valhalla of this, while others loved it for the same reason. Second, I want to look at Todd Howard's own remarks about the ambition of this game. He seems to think that without Xbox, the ambitions for Starfield would not have been realized. And third, I have an opinion piece from an article saying that Starfield cannot afford to fail. In similar fashion, the recent Kinda Funny interview asked a question about the weight of Xbox being put on Starfield's shoulders. To a certain degree, I think the pressure being put on this game is unfair. Bethesda and Todd Howard did not cause the gaming drought that led up to now. They didn't set out to be a flagship Xbox title when they started making Starfield. But even if they don't deserve it, it's definitely where they're standing right now. They kind of feel like the opening band for a comeback tour for the Xbox platform. So let's look at the PC Gamer article first. First, the title of the article I think is a positive one. They say that Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 have reignited the quantity versus quality debate around RPGs that promise a billion hours of gameplay, but I think they can actually deliver. And I think the quantity versus quality debate is interesting. When I was on a podcast recently, one of the guests said that he was tired of massive games with hundreds of hours. And while I get the open world game fatigue that many gamers feel, I don't think that means games like Starfield shouldn't be massive in their scope and their size. By its very nature, Starfield needs to be Leviathan-like to pull off the fantasy and the RPG goals that it has. Now, the article starts off by saying the following. 
This is the enduring struggle of the RPG player. We understandably idealize the notion of a forever game, a sprawling world we can inhabit for months, but again and again we are disappointed by games that make the promise. And I think it's fair to point out, in light of this quote, that a lot of the skepticism and a lot of the hesitancy around Starfield isn't even Starfield's fault. If you think about the games we've been playing up to now, many of the games promise endless hours, thousands of hours, and, you know, this. Oh, we're going to be this big, huge open-world game, and then it just doesn't really deliver on quality. A former Bioware employee weighed in on this and said, David Gator is his name, he remarked, quote, The skepticism probably comes from the promises of endless content, but also meaningful content. Things which haven't really been compatible to date. I guess we'll see. This is where I found the debate landing if you think about open world games in general. Assassin's Creed games as an example. They're accused of map bloat and too many fetch quests. Even in the recent Todd Howard interview, the kind of funny interview that he did. I did a reaction to this with my good friend 30 and Still Gaming and we got into this discussion. I think many gamers look beyond the veil a little too quickly. You can sense the video game beneath the game and then immersion breaks. The minute you sense that familiarity, because familiarity breeds contempt. So as soon as it seems similar, the minute a game like Starfield gives you that familiar feeling of, I've done a mission like this before, you begin to feel that annoyance. And this can happen in any game. It's more likely to happen in games like Starfield where there's just mountains and mountains of filler content. And I have nothing against filler content. I happen to think it's necessary for games like this because what else are you going to fill the game with? You couldn't possibly fill this game with really, really excellent handcrafted story for hundreds of hours. That's simply impossible. That would be a task no game company could achieve right now. Now, the author gave an example of what this might look like in games like Ghostwire Tokyo where he enjoyed the beginning hours of the game but after 12 hours the repetition made him never want to go back after completion and this is the dilemma there are games that will accept 10 to 20 hours that's sufficient and anything beyond that is just not something that we're looking to do you hit what I call the game loop apex. This is basically the point where you enjoy the game most, and then it just slopes down from there. You can't stay at that height forever. Once you get all of your abilities, or you hit a certain stride with your power, your attacks, or whatever the game is delivering within its gameplay loop, the gameplay loop apex happens in different places for everyone. And in a game like Starfield, that's the real trick, is getting people past this so they keep playing. PC Gamer has a suggestion. One solution really is just to not participate in the RPG length arms race. RPGs don't have to stockpile more lines of dialogue than all the others to be good, or even to be game of the year. This is, I think, a well-made point, but I don't think this necessarily applies to Starfield. They cite games like Knights of the Old Republic, System Shock 2. They had recently played through 28, you know, 28 hours of Knights of the Old Republic and 12 hours of System Shock 2, saying that was a sufficient amount of time. I would say that a lot of people are not expecting that from Starfield if they're a hardcore fan, but the average player might be looking for that. Maybe they only want to play through the campaign and have it take... 
15 to maybe 20 hours. Beyond that, they're just not interested. Every gamer is different. The author actually cites two more games in this discussion. The Outer Worlds and now Avowed Obsidian has pushed back against the expectation that these games should always be endless open worlds and instead promises meaningful zone-based RPGs as big as they need to be. So, in my own experience with Final Fantasy 16, I agree with this principle. There are games where I think that's the right approach. Create a sort of contained experience. But Starfield doesn't work without this massive open world feeling. It simply isn't possible. What they're giving you, the experience that they're selling you, you can't have that be a contained narrow experience that is only going to last a certain amount of hours the author concedes though that large games can be great quote a large video game most often an rpg that feels generous in this way can feel like some kind of miracle and they point to mass effect 2 the witcher 3 and skyrim and more recently elden ring and red dead redemption 2 these are games that they believe achieved big scope Lots of playtime, but also meaningful gameplay. He goes on to say that he's hopeful that both Larian and Bethesda can pull this off and earn those long run times from players. Both Starfield and Baldur's Gate 3 are boasting to be very large and very long games. From where I sit, criticizing Starfield for being too big or too long misunderstands what this game wants to be. I do think, however, the Bethesda approach to having a central linear story will help. If someone wants a more classic, straightforward RPG experience, and they don't want to explore the far reaches of a thousand planets, they can play that way. And I think that the sort of big game or ongoing game trick, I think that's a little bit harder. Creating a game that's enjoyable and palatable enough to both finish, but also spend more time in, is a significant challenge. I wouldn't be surprised if Starfield actually succeeds at this and converts people who they just thought they were wanting to finish the story, but they keep going back for more, and they end up really loving the game. That's typically what happens with games like Skyrim. You get a little daunted, it seems too big, too good to be true, and even after you're done with the story, you keep going. I think PC Gamer nails it with this summary statement. At their best, Bethesda games like Oblivion and Skyrim nail the combination of an immersive other life simulation with meaningful storytelling underpinning it. And this really touches on the next thing I want to talk about, Todd's ambition. In a bit of a comical exchange with Todd Howard on the Kind of Funny podcast, he was asked the following question. Do you feel like you're carrying the weight of Xbox on your shoulders right now when that's kind of narrative that that's emerging? Do you think Starfield is going to be the standard bearer for Xbox this year? But he's basically highlighting this narrative and Todd says, I think I was feeling better before you asked that question. Now, he goes on to give a better answer. He's just kind of joking, but it is a little silly to think like, oh my word, you're putting the entire Xbox, you know, system and weight and ecosystem on the shoulders of Todd Howard and Starfield. I think this idea is just unhelpful. Xbox got where they are on their own. It's not up to Todd Howard or Starfield to fix or change that. Can Starfield help the Xbox community morale turn around? Can it actually increase demand for Game Pass? Certainly it can. But their primary job is to deliver a great game, not save Xbox. And I like Todd's real answer to the question. We're focusing on what we can do on this game. I'll say that Xbox has been, their support has been incredible on this. Phil, Matt Booty, and the team over there. Obviously, we worked with them for a long time, going back 20 years with Morrowind. But being a part of Xbox and their support, it really has allowed us to be this ambitious and take these risks. And 
fingers crossed. Now, the reason I liked his answer, he's looping Xbox into the narrative, and rightfully so. You bought the game to keep it from becoming an exclusive to PS5. That's according to Phil Spencer. That's why they bought ZeniMax. They wanted Starfield to be for them. They didn't want it to go to PlayStation. So you better throw your weight behind it and get this thing to market as good as it possibly can be. No more Redfalls. No more Halo Infinites. No more lack of oversight. That's just inexcusable at this point. Keep in mind, Todd is answering the question about the weight of Xbox being on his shoulders, and his answer is saying, Xbox is a part of this game's development. I think that's important. So if Starfield fails to hit its ambition or goals, you can't say, well, it's all on Bethesda, or, oh, it has nothing to do with Xbox. That excuse, according to Todd Howard himself, simply won't fly. Now, funny enough, the question from Kinda Funny represents a growing sentiment. There was another article that I saw that basically uh, was the, what's the site here? Gameluster.com is the name of the site. And it says that Starfield can't afford to fail. Now, it starts by pointing to another weak year from Xbox so far. They point to Redfall's latest failure. And then the author sets the stage for why so much attention and emphasis is being placed on Starfield. Okay? After summarizing Phil Spencer and Matt Booty and how they sort of responded to Redfall, the author says the following. And to most consumers, this is unacceptable. Microsoft has been riding on the coattails of its behemoth acquisition of Bethesda and spent the better part of the last two years hyping the upcoming releases of Redfall and Starfield. The lackluster response to Redfall bodes ill for Xbox and tacks on yet another stamp of disapproval for Xbox's offerings. This is why, in many people's minds, Starfield is the chance to turn things around for Xbox. But the author wants to go back even further than before Redfall to really paint this picture. And I think this is totally fair to bring up. Even before Redfall, says the author, all eyes have been on Microsoft's in-house studio 343 Industries, the current developers of the Halo franchise, after acquiring the rights from developer Bungie. Their latest title, Halo Infinite, has been plagued with problems and justified criticisms from the start. Even after a year-long launch delay, Infinite has been criticized for its lackluster multiplayer offerings, overpriced in-game cosmetics, and desync issues so prevalent that it makes PvP unplayable in some areas. And despite these new Numerous complaints, 343 is slow to roll out any fixes, and whether that's due to conflicts at the top in terms of the path forward or lack of funding, it's anyone's guess. I definitely think it's lack of funding, lack of priority. Many are going to push back and say, Halo Infinite's in a great place right now. This is simply untrue. Reports are coming out now that 98% of the people who played it on Steam have walked away entirely. And I know you're going to say that's not Xbox's main platform for Halo Infinite. So just this morning I checked Xbox's own most played games page. Halo Infinite was 21st. That's two weeks after their latest season dropped. Despite all of this, the author agrees with me. This is not something that Starfield deserves being put on its shoulders. This track record... The situation with Halo, the situation with Redfall, that's not on Starfield. And the author says the following. All of these factors put more pressure than ever on Todd Howard and the Bethesda team. Pressure they honestly don't deserve, but find themselves caught in it nonetheless. Then the author made an interesting point about No Man's Sky. 
I understand comparisons to No Man's Sky. I do. I think people that are criticizing Starfield against No Man's Sky, I think that's silly. They're very different games with different aims. If you want to play No Man's Sky, then go play it. It's great. Hello Games has done a remarkable job turning that game into essentially a sequel to itself. But the author sees No Man's Sky playing a different role with Starfield's reception. As excited as I am about the possibilities and potential that exists with Starfield, it's I've been burned before. And the reality is, we aren't that far removed from when Hello Games made the same promises with No Man's Sky. And despite the overall turnaround that that game has experienced in recent years, the initial launch has left a sour taste in gamers' mouths and left a permanent scar on our collective memories that seem to ache every time we hear the next big promise from developers. I never considered this before, but I think it's a valid point. Every time No Man's Sky comes up, there are committed people who say, I will never give that game a shot. They lie to us. Sean Murray this. Hello Games that. People hold grudges for a long time on things like this, and gamers remember that feeling of disappointment at those massive promises that No Man's Sky failed to deliver on in the early years. At least, not now, but back then, that's what people remember. Many players are going to roll their eyes and think, here we go again, another endless space game with empty planets and boring nothing to do. I've even seen people claim this about the fact that only 10% of the planets are going to have life on them, according to Todd Howard. Many are then claiming that, well, in 90% of the planets don't matter, this game is going to be empty and boring. Keep in mind, a lot of those planets don't need life. They may have valuable resources. It may make for a great mining colony or a place for you to set up shop. Not all about the life on the planets itself. The author does give Todd Howard credit for tempering expectations about elements like only 10% of the life being on the planets as well as the 30 FPS performance. Still, even after all of this, the author still thinks that a failed launch for Starfield will be bad for Xbox. Quote, no failed launch is without consequence, but it's hard to imagine a Starfield failure being anything less than catastrophic for Xbox. I honestly have a hard time disagreeing with this. Some of us are even moving to PC, given the recent conclusion about where the Xbox Series X stands in priority. It's simply undeniable right now that the Series X just doesn't matter, and it's not a part of the vision for Xbox going forward. So, a bad launch for Starfield wouldn't be a straw that breaks a camel's back, it would be an anvil. To be clear, even a failure for Starfield could help Xbox, according to the author. Do I think Starfield launch means the end of Xbox? Personally, I don't think so. It would certainly be a reckoning, and I think a lot of folks would suddenly find themselves out of a job very quickly amidst an entire company reshuffle. Again, I have a very hard time arguing against this or disagreeing with this. It just adds more pressure that the author's talking about. I, much like the author, do not want Starfield to fail. It could right the ship, as it were, and turn that rudder and get Xbox going in the right direction, showing they can bring a big game to market and make a statement. But I also have to agree with how the author ended their article. He says, I do think Xbox and Microsoft as a whole need their own come-to-Jesus moment, and it's long overdue. You can't continue to rush projects, churn out unfinished games, charge full price, and not expect backlash over and over again. The buck has to stop with somebody, and maybe a rude awakening is just what the company needs. Much of this is a Microsoft 
problem. And I think that's continually lost in the debates about the Activision acquisition and the status of Xbox as a whole. Xbox doesn't seem to be the problem in my estimation. Microsoft is the problem. And let's have one last note about the install size. This is important. You do need to know this going forward. This is how big the game allegedly is. According to GamingBible.com, Starfield looks to demand at least 125 gig of storage, which will surely be a strain on the small 512 gig storage capacity of the Xbox Series S. So, free up some storage or set your sights on the larger hard drive Series S. If you're installing this on PC, obviously, storage is probably not an issue. So, is Starfield going to be too big? I don't think so. I don't. I think they're setting out to do what they've always wanted to do, which is a massive, expansive Starfield RPG Skyrim in Space experience. I do, however, think the thing that is too big is the pressure that's being put on the game because that's not something any game should have to undertake. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. The debate about game size and length and quantity versus quality, I think that's an interesting discussion. I think that's far more interesting than anything we've talked about recently because as soon as we've gotten to the point where games can almost swallow up the size of Skyrim, players are having doubts. And I think that's a natural course of the gaming evolution. We've reached a point where we can make games that are seemingly endless. The content just never runs out. But innovation and creativity are still needed to make that content compelling. The second thing I want to say is, with the continued and growing opinion that Starfield has the Xbox platform on its back, they, I think, and hope they can pull this off. It'll be a win for Xbox for sure, but I think it'll be an even bigger win for Bethesda. And it'll prove something many of us have been saying. Invest in your first-party games and studios. Maybe Microsoft and Xbox will have an epiphanistic moment with Starfield. Look at what happens when we invest in a game. Look at what happens when we let a game cook and it comes to market at quality. But if the game fails, it'll certainly cause the deserved blowback beyond just Bethesda. My conclusion is this. Even before the game is launched, I feel like Starfield is a Skyrim moment for Bethesda already. It has everyone's attention without even being in the market yet, and that's an impressive feat. But it also means there's a greater risk if things are not up to quality at launch. Xbox execs themselves have been hyping up the game. Matt Booty says it's got the least number of bugs of any Bethesda game if it were to release right now. So after all the marketing, the interviews, the questions, and the hype, Starfield truly is a flagship Xbox title now, and for everyone's sake, I hope that ship stays afloat. And that's the show open. Yep, my beard's gone. Those of you that are wondering why, we hit an insane member goal that I never thought you'd hit, which is why I said I would shave my beard if you guys hit 4,000 members, and I I can't buy alcohol now. (laughs) I look I look like a child with a five o'clock shadow. So thank you guys so much for everything that you have done for the channel recently. The fact that my face is naked is just thanks to the generosity of this community and everything that you guys have done. I am wearing another great ripped apparel shirt. This is actually a Ghost Rider Knight Rider mashup. So they have the kit card down here, Knight Rider. Uh, so make sure and check out that link below in the description. Use 
the shirt command as well. If you go to bit.ly forward slash reforge ripped, it does support me when you order shirts after clicking on my link. Guys, do me a favor and smash the like button. That was a shorter show open than usual. I kept it at around 20 minutes. So let's get the likes going. We should easily have 200 likes and let's get coffee orders going. Let me turn on the coffee order uh, sound. There we go, get coffee. And the thing that got my face bare, let's get that going as well, the member goals. Dislike disingenuous disinformation with a $2 super chat tip says, who are you and what have you done with Lono? I actually want to have this discussion with you guys because I am curious about this. I'm seeing this growing this growing sense that big games are, it's almost like people don't want to play them anymore. And I don't know where it comes from. And it's interesting that I'm having that experience playing through Final Fantasy 16, which that makes no sense. So let me explain. It's almost as if the fact that I don't have this massive, crazy open world to explore, it's more inviting, right? I, I want to go back. I want to go into the game and just continue to enjoy the story and the combat and the experience. Yo, guys, feed does not have a badge. We must fix this. That is always our goal when we see feed in chat without a badge. Derek says, who are you and what have you done with my brother? I'm trying to remember the last time I saw... I have not had a face like this since um, a friend of ours wedding. That uh, I guess I can use single first name, no last name, Brian. His wedding is the last time I was without a beard. I don't know why I did it. I remember seeing a picture... So that's, I don't know how many years ago that is. That's probably 20 years ago, easily. I think that's 20 to 21 years ago was the last time. I've gone down to a mustache and a Fu Manchu and stuff, but I've never been completely barefaced like this, not for over 20 years. Lono Sun is hosting. That's right. DK Beggar starts off the day right. He gifts a member to kick things off. Let's get feed in here, guys. We got to get him back on the member pool. Siege Master with 18 months in a VIP naked face. Well, there goes the safe for work tag. Thank you so much, Siege Master. I agree, Lono says Scott Free. It's like people want bite sized games now. Some just don't have time to play big games. It's an interesting stage in the in the evolution of games that we we we're to we're to the point where. Let me refresh uh, over there on kick. I want to see something. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, we're to the point where you could actually make endless games. Thank you for saying that's a nice shirt, uh, Asian Slick Slay. I appreciate that. You can make endless games, enormous games. I mean, we're on the cusp of AI helping with this. And people are like, yeah, I just kind of don't want, you know, endless, endless games, right? Dad Not Good's going to gift a member. He's trying to help us get feed back in the pool. Guys, let's do this. Let's do a single train. We don't need the big bombs. Do single train. Let's get this man feed back in here. My gaming taste hasn't changed. Give me a massive game, says Creature. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody thinks this, by the way. I'm just noticing it's a growing consensus. There are more and more people that are like, yeah, I I don't want to put more than about 20 hours into a game. You know? 10 to 20 hours is fine, says Hotshot. Games that go to 100 hours is a drag and a grind. Fuzzy in the members only Discord says, big games lack soul. Uh, like, uh, look at something like Vampire Survivors, a $3 game that can give someone hundreds of hours of entertainment, and then you have something like Diablo 4, which becomes a slog 
post level 85. $70 and I wanted to quit after hour 50. Good morning, Ani. Good to see you in chat. Make sure you guys are coming in and doing all your ritualistic things. Smash that like button. Brutal Gear says smaller games with more care and impact feel way uh, better than mandatory filler content. Yo, Hex is going to join the single gifted train and he bumps the line to three trying to get our man Feed back in here. We're almost to the five member layup. Diablo is my thing for now, says Monty Mole. Uh, Got its hooks in me, but I can't have anything else on top of it. Big games lack soul. Elden Ring had hundreds of hours. I don't think he was saying all big games lack soul. I think he was just saying it's that's a, that's a common thing, right? That's a common thing that like, hey, I you know these big games feel kind of empty. I don't think he's saying every big game lacks soul. It's just sort of a general trope now that you just have some big, massive game with nothing in it. Dan, with 23 months in a VIP, says IGN reported that Xbox said Sony's making a slim PS5. Did they mean to say Pro? I think they're just referring to the unified SKU. They're, they're getting rid of the disc version of the PS5, so I don't know if they're going to call it a slim or slim it down. All the leaks pointed to it just being a unified SKU. Here come all the members. One from Infinite, one from Stone Spire, and one from Raptor takes us all the way to six and then dad not good is gonna drop a five spot on the chat and takes us to 11 halfway to 25 feed still without a badge we are setting our sights on getting our man feed back in the member pool kenneth williams with six months says youthful lono and pick up some reforge coffee that's right yo the beard is gone that's right you guys hit four thousand members it's your fault not mine YouTube Lurker says, The show is right to discuss this, but it feels like internet rage. People complain that Stray is not a game because it's four hours, and now people complain that Starfield is 400. What I think it comes down to, YouTube Lurker, is it's all about what do you want to get out of a game. There are plenty of games that I wish were shorter so that I could enjoy them. I could play them in smaller doses. There's just games that I'm like, man, this is such a fun game, but just requires way too much time. Diablo 4 is an example. I did get bored, but even beyond that, it was just like, it's just going to take too much of my time to get to a good place. Now, I don't use that, though, to say that Diablo should completely change how long it takes to level. Typically, what I say about Diablo is I try to take issue with actual like design decisions. When it comes to Starfield, Starfield gameplay needs to be massive, long, seemingly endless. That's the whole point of the game. Like you're you're making your own little spaceman to take out into the, into the universe. Like that doesn't work if it's if it's like a ten hour game. Xanatos with 11 months and it's a member plus morning Lono keep up the great work best gaming source around 8k members and we get a mohawk question mark oh I don't know about that Joker Quinn pushes the member count to 12 somebody wants a member count like total member count I checked this morning and it was a little you guys were you guys were barely holding on to 4,000 you it was like 4,090 or something you're 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 holding you're holding 4,000 members let me, let me take a peek here for you guys and see where it currently stands. 4,067. So it's always going to go up and down because you guys were so generous 30 days ago. Those gifteds tend to roll off. If you're one of the lucky people who's gotten a gift of the last couple of months, I really implore some of you to pick up your own memberships. Make room for those that can't afford. So that way, when the gifteds roll out, it's not hitting the exact same people every month. 
there are people that we want to hit every month like feed and certain folks that are just not in a position to pick up a membership 24 months Sven says finally the two year badge has returned a red badge for Sven and it's a VIP thank you so much Harry said something. Harry says, I think people are just tired of being told about a big living open world just to spend five minutes running past one-tap enemies to get to the actual fun content. The awe wears off one hour into the game. And I thought that was where the author did a really, really good job of saying, oh, I don't have the timer on. I thought the author did a really good job of saying it's not about the amount of of content it needs to be meaningful right rockin robin's gonna drop a gifted five bomb on chat and takes us all the way to 17 on the day feed still has not snagged a badge eugene says i'm loving final fantasy 16's loop story mission couple little side quests forced to do a story mission couple new side quests for story mission repeat no meandering just a game progressing forward I think it's all about the game type. If it's if that's what the game wants to do, I fully support it. I fully support it. I support the idea of a game saying, we're just going to go from point A to point B. We're not going to do this meandering thing. We're not going to put 18 you know icons on the map and drown you in futility and and you know side quests. But I do think for games like Starfield. You of necessity have to do that. Yo, Joker comes in with a single. Raptor comes in with a single. Takes us to 19. Almost a five-bomb layup. Thank you guys so much. It goes to uh, Mokwi Ninja and Smokin'. Cardock Ren says, I'll put us right on the doorstep. A 25 with a five-gifted bomb. Takes us to 24. Another five come in from Shiny Red Flag and takes us to 29. Already rolling past the goal. This community is so generous. They're like, we will get feed back in the pool today. Celebrate the bald face, by the way. You guys hit 4,000 members last month. That's why my face is bald. I got to admit something. I went back and watched the footage. I think the mustache played. I know I'm, I'm not allowed to keep it. You know, my wife doesn't like it all that much. Creature was crying like a baby about it. Ooh, it looks bad. Get that out of here. Whatever. I know I can't go back to the mustache, but I thought it played. I thought it I thought it worked. <laughs> Jake with 23 months says, hey thank you so much, Jake, for hitting almost two entire years. Butters, you're talking in a members chat instead of live chat. You said you offer me an open world and there's nothing to do in it. That's the most that uh, that's the issue most of the time underlying these games. What is an offer usually of a fetch quest and seven different quests? Types? Right, but here's the problem with that, right? Dash was better than this. Yeah, I mean, this isn't bad, but this will be over in a couple of days. Dash needs to be the main. Here's the issue with what with what Butters just said, okay? Filler content. There's people that like the goatee, okay. The clean-shaven face is a vibe. Yeah, it's it, it, it makes me look about 10 years younger. I already don't look my age. I'm 42, and then I do this, and it's like, now I look like a freshman in college. Uh, anyway, th- I want to discuss filler content for a second, because I think that this is one of the challenges right now with game development. If Let's just say ground level one, you're deciding to make a game, okay? And you decide that you want to make a game 
sort of in the vein of what Starfield's doing. You want space exploration, you want RPG, you want long tail engagement. By the way, if you guys are enjoying the show, make sure and hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you can talk in the chat. We want to hear what you have to say, okay? So, if that's the game that you want to build, I feel like out of necessity, out of necessity, you need some level of filler content. Hey, I lost my goat. Hey, if you help me out, I'll help you out. Can you go collect 15 rocks for me? Okay? You've got fetch quests. You've got favor quests. You know, you've got relationship quests of like, oh, you want to make these guys happy because if you make these guys happy, then they're going to help you or whatever. Okay, I'm fine with that. I'm actually fine with those types of quests being made because they actually, I think, out of necessity have to be put in games like Starfield. I don't think it's avoidable. I don't think you can make a game like Starfield and say, oh no, it's totally fine. We'll just only make very, very creative, innovative, curated, handcrafted missions and campaigns and stories. That's all we're going to make, okay? I don't think you can do that. I I, I, I genuinely don't think that that's possible. You, you You need filler content. And I think that this is the problem with filler content. DK Beggar bumps us there to 30, setting up the 20 layup. If somebody wants to slam it home to 50, DK Beggar tosses it up in the air for you. But when all you're doing is our filler quests, then it becomes boring and pointless. That's the thing I tried to drive home in the opening monologue. We know that familiarity breeds contempt. The more familiar you become with something, the more likely you are to be like, this is lame, I don't like this, I'm out, right? I'm sick of doing this. Here's the issue. This has nothing to do with Starfield, by the way. This is a video game challenge. If you're making a video game, this is a challenge. The challenge being that the minute that I detect I've done this before, I'm going to get at least at some level, maybe annoyed. Maybe I'm a little irritated. Maybe I feel like you're wasting my time. Whatever it is, right? Whatever it is that you don't like about it. You're like, I've done this before. I've done a fetch quest before. I've chased somebody down in Assassin's Creed before. I've went and collected materials before. Shiny red flag with a two spot. Hey, I lost my goatee. Thank you for the two spot. So from... from when, from where I sit, I have no problem with Starfield having lots of filler. That's the game you set out to build. It's going to have filler. The, the question is, I think with filler content, is can you interweave meaningful content as well? Meaningful story beats, meaningful story moments, and, and, and elements of discovery in between, you know, collecting the rocks for the guy on the planet that I just met. A five spot from Broken Messiah. I hate filler loot. If the only difference between one thing and the next is a higher stat, then don't even bother. Every loot should have a use. That's mathematically impossible in games of this size. You have to be like, oh, I just found a shotgun that's better than my previous shotgun. It does more damage. That, that, that's unavoidable. You, you, can't, you can't have endless utility. Oh, well, this shotgun's not stronger. It just has a different utility. Like, that's impossible. Fuzzy Muffin says in our members-only Discord, 
uh, plus look at where all the talent went you saw big name people leaving studio after studio Infinity Ward, Respawn, Bethesda, Bioware, Bungie, Ubisoft where did they all go? they all went to these small indie studios or they went and they created their own studios because they were tired of getting bullied by the heads of the big publishers the same people we gave all the credit to creating these games we've said to find the industry Halo, COD, Titanfall, Fallout, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed So it makes sense they're still defining the industry, but on a small indie scale. Just my two cents on why you see small studios creating such a big splash with Stray, Hades, Cult of the Lamb, Sifu, Cana Bridge of Spirits, and your favorite, Untitled Goose Game. Right, I get where you're coming from, Fuzzy. I do. I get where you're coming from, but I don't think it's that sharp. I don't think it's that sharp of a distinction. It's... I do think big companies can still bring amazing games to launch. It's not like every person of talent left. There's nobody with talent working on these these games anymore. I I refuse to believe that. I don't think that that's true. They haven't Bethesda especially id software. These game companies haven't had, you know, people leaving in mass. There have been higher-ups that have decided to leave, people that are like, yeah, I really want to spread my creative wings, I want to work on a smaller project. I think that's understandable. You start to feel like you're a cog in the machine when you're constantly making games of larger scope. But that doesn't mean that all of the talent left. Does that make sense? Guys, if you're just tuning in, we've been live for about 40 minutes. Let's shoot for 300 likes. We're trying to get my man feed a membership. Also, be sure to check out the coffee. Those are all ways to support the stream. It's totally free to smash the like button. If you've never been here before, hit subscribe. You can talk in the chat after you do that. Zubair says, if everyone is a super, then no one is a super. What do you mean by that? Like, in this discussion, what are you referring to? I just switched from 240 the 720 and the face is blinding oh stop it it's i'm not that light complected like i am light complected i'm not that light complected eugene Jimmy christmas triple a companies have changed focus on making more money and stagnate in innovation i don't agree with that though i think we've gotten some amazing games this year i don't i don't agree with that at all we've had some really good launches this year there's still some good launches on the horizon now we can have a debate about Diablo 4. I don't really feel like doing that, but Final Fantasy 16 is great. Starfield looks like it's going to deliver. Spider-Man 2's on the horizon, right? In my estimation, the AAA games that have been coming out, if we're, if we're going to use Redfall as an indication of the industry, I just don't think that that's true. Now, I'll grant you the case that AAA companies are bringing things to market too soon, but I don't necessarily think that they've oh they're just focusing on making money they're stagnating in innovation because like Jedi Survivor as an example good innovation good ideas I'm I, I still am mad that I can't play that game why am I not playing that game well I'm not playing it because of the problems it came to the market too early it didn't it's not stagnating in innovation as far as I can tell Dubair says you need stuff that isn't awesome to make the awesome stuff feel valuable right right. I definitely feel that many people forget that in games with loot, in games with gear, is you have to have like a crummy drop, a bad drop, so that the good drops matter. I'm not sure what's going on um, with Kick today. Usually we have quite a few more people watching over there. I feel like something's happening on that site. I mean, I have myself and and I believe Asian Slick Slaya. We're usually in like 
the 20s. I'm not sure what's going on over there. Did I not set the, the, the topic and everything? No, I have everything set right. I'm not sure what's going on. <clears throat> Rick Flair with 21 months. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Tears is nowhere near Red Dead Redemption 2. We will see with Spider-Man 2. Yeah, we forgot about Tears of the Kingdom. How can we forget about Tears of the Kingdom? How are we going about Starfield? What would be your dream Starfield mod? Mine would be a Star Wars mod. I would think either either a Star Wars mod or Star Trek. Either one I'd be pretty pleased with. You know, I'm going to try and make the Starship Enterprise. That's that's my first goal. I want a AAA game with the ambition of Star Citizen, but not a scam. The ability to do all the things and the freedom and whatever I really like. I like I maybe maybe I'm alone in this. I don't know if you guys feel this way. Every time game companies start talking about their game and the freedom that I'm going to have, I'm always like, yeah, but really? All right, I have a video coming later today about Rise of the Ronin. We've got new details about that game, and I went to the official page about what Rise of the Ronin's going to let you do. And I just sort of always, I always read those descriptions, and I always think, is this really going to be the way? There it is! Ray comes in with the five gifted bomb, and we get feed his membership 35 members on the day now that doesn't mean you gotta stop but we did we got feed back in the mix you who yeah now it's telling me i have no viewers and yet i have two people talking in chat something must be going on over there okay (laughs) it's never like they say it is right it's, it's never like, it's never the freedom that you're expecting. It's never the, oh yeah, you're going to be able to change the course of the story. You're going to be able to have these impactful things happening. You're going to have all this freedom. And then you end up playing the game and you're pretty confident that everybody's basically doing the same thing you are, right? Firefly mod would be dope. I feel like Starfield will give you the best of both worlds, says Xanatos. If you want action, you know where to head. Stressful day at work, put on music and go explore the cosmos. I wonder if Starfield will feel and play similar to the Mass Effect series. Everyone making No Man's Sky comparisons, but I see see Mass Effect when I look at Starfield. I see both. I see both gains. I see Starfield... I'm sorry. I see No Man's Sky. I see Mass Effect... Right, I, I, I see kind of both. I actually think you'll be able to play this game like it's Mass Effect. You'll just go sort of straight through. I'm going to re-up my membership next week. Something came up. Oh, you're fine. You're fine, John L. Brokey. If anything, we should be trying to take care of folks like you. You've been gifting members pretty regularly, so when, you, you know, when you're in your holding pattern with your membership, we should try and help you out if we can. They promise customizable characters, and then they let you change their names, says Harry. Right. And we talk about only four romance options. Yeah, we can talk about that. I don't see that being a major issue. And that's obviously my bias because I didn't think that I was going to be romancing anybody in Starfield. I mean, I maybe you guys thought differently. Maybe you're different than me. When they said there was only four romance options, I went, oh, there's going to be romance options? I was... I was more surprised that there were romance options than that there were only four. Brutal says, I think that's one of the drawbacks on the AAA game like Starfield. It's tough having branching alternate playthroughs because then many players will miss out on much of the game, right? I I think that's always going to be the issue is that 
if you truly give people freedom to do whatever they want and you truly let them change course of the game you know they're gonna miss out on aspects of the game potentially right official tribe says guys who wants to get john a membership yeah take care of him who is this presenter and where did lono go Wait, you guys are getting romance options? I don't really care about romance options. Yeah, that one didn't bother me. Now, again, that's my bias. If you really care about romance options, you might find only four, you know, romance options disappointing. I did not pick up the Metal Gear collection. No. Hilly Hijinx comes in with 29 months and it's a VIP. Says, I feel gaming is suffering from Holy Grail syndrome. Lots of noise and posts expecting something intangible every time a AAA lands. Expect the game in front of you, not the one in your mind. I think that's a good word, Hilly. I do. It's interesting, too, because I actually think that the marketing's becoming more accurate. Now, obviously, that wasn't true with Redfall, but I feel like the marketing's more accurate now. When they marketed um, Tears of the Kingdom, when they marketed Final Fantasy sixteen, I, I feel like what I got in those games was what they marketed. Now, we can talk about performance issues in those games, but that wasn't suddenly like, a, oh, this is not what they promised me. This thing's missing. This is not as good. This is not as substantive. I do feel like marketing is getting more accurate, which is interesting because historically, marketing for video games was incredibly inaccurate. It was very overhyped. <coughs> Glad Tidings Lono, uh, what's up, my gaming and tech brethren, says Trippy Moon. Lono, we're going to need to get that coffee and K-cup, or I'll buy... Uh, or I'll need to buy a real man's coffee maker. Just use the K-Cups command. You can get reusable K-Cups from Amazon. You'll save money. D-Tom with 22 months and a member plus. Hilly nailed it. Morning, everyone. So happy to be part of this community. Thank you, D-Tom. Showing 8. Yeah, now it's showing 10, Pat. I I don't know what was going on. I don't care. I was just noting it. It's like, man, if you guys are over here watching, you know, we want to make sure we're getting credit for that. Want to make sure that it's looking right. We expect every element to be best in class because we compare to decades of games. It's hard not to, says Zebear. <laughs> and I think that's part of the metamorphosis principle that I outlined sometimes, Zebear. It's like you can't undo the fact that you've been playing games for 10 years. So all that's in your mind. So you expect the next game to not make any of the mistakes of the previous game, even if they're completely different developers. Even if even if they're not even the same game type. You just expect it to not do what the last game struggled with. You expect it to be better. It's almost as if you experience video games on this trajectory. Um, what would that be? It's not a continuum. Is it a continuum? Is that the right word? It's almost like you experience it on a continuum. You expect games to keep moving forward and game companies are always going to be like, well, no, we, we, yeah, we're still struggling with that. Or, oh no, we still have to use filler content or, yeah, we're, we're still going to do fetch quests. It doesn't matter that you've done them in the last 10 games that you've played. That's not something we can stop doing just because you played a lot of games that happen to have fetch quests. Stone Spire says, I never like to be forced, always optional. I was upset that I couldn't romance Judy though. Oh, you guys are talking about, um... The, the romance options. Yeah, I remember not liking... I was unable to romance the the older woman in Mass Effect, the doctor. I was like... That was who I wanted to romance. I thought she was the... She was the one to go for on the ship. You know, you go and get her that... You go and find her that bottle of liquor on that space station and you have a drink, you know, and you're thinking, oh man, you know, we might we might have a, a, little, a little spark here, a little flame, and then you 
You can't, you can't. Nothing ever happens. Uh, I grew up in an era when almost every big new game was a gameplay and graphical generational leap. That just can't happen anymore, and some gamers haven't realized that. What's really too... what's, What's weird about that, JG from Space, is there's also people that don't even acknowledge when a game's graphics have been improved I, I noticed that with Jedi Survivor people are like oh it looks like the previous game and then when you actually did side by side comparisons it looked incredible right OMG Lono looks like he's 18 again uh, Lono turn on VRR and PS5 uh, to, for survival to see if it helps I've already done that that doesn't, that doesn't help it dips below uh, the frames per second that VRR uh, is supposed to help with. It still stutters and skips, and it's it's not it's not something VRR can fix. It's having issues on PC as well. It's having issues even if you run it in quality mode, right? <clears throat> That's why Bethesda games are superior. They let you be as cool as you want to be or as lame as you want to be. Yo, what's good, Melrose Mike? Look at that baby face, Lono. Yeah. The memberships are why this has happened. You guys are holding 4,000 members. We already have 35 members on the day with 50 in sight. I don't know. The games I'm playing, I feel like leaps in total package. I agree with that. I think that's what's been interesting lately is the dialogue around games is so... I feel like it's false. We talk about games as if they, they don't look any better. And it's like, but they do look better. I mean... I'll even I'll, I'll I'll talk about Starfield. I think within the realm of the game type that they built, this game looks incredible. Now, obviously, I'm not happy about the performance choices that they made. I'm not happy about that. But graphically, a game of this size and scope, it looks really, really good. Find me any game that's going to let you do all the things that Starfield's going to let you do, and does it look does it look this good? Does it? I mean, again, again, we're talking about a game that has to run on console. So I mean, I'm sure you might be able to find games on on PC that are, you know, if you turn everything up, they look incredible. But you know, like Star Citizen or something. Harry says, I disagree with that. As time goes on, progression on our technology feats are speeding up exponentially. Devs can't keep up, and games feel rushed because they have to publish before it's outdated. I think that's a factor, Harry, but I also think there's only so much technology can do with it within the realm of photorealism, right? Guys, could we get 300 likes on the video? We've had we've had over 800 viewers for a little bit of time here. Man, a lot of y'all are watching and not hitting that like button, man. If you tune in every single day, you got to do that ritual. It really helps us out. Starfield should easily be able to run at 60 FPS on the Xbox One. On the Xbox One? I think you mean Series X. I'm a parrot and I do not have an opinion. I'm not sure. Oh, I think you're being I think you're being facetious. I was like, "What?" People be saying Ragnarok looks the same as 2018. Yeah, we went through this with Ragnarok. Oh, it doesn't look any better than 2018. I I, I compared it to the PC version and at, on ultra settings and it looked better. And I had a bunch of people, you know, they're like, "Why are you saying this? This is so blatantly obvious." I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's blatantly obvious to people that aren't running with a false narrative." We ran through this with Horizon Forbidden West. We ran through it with Jedi Survivor. Oh, it doesn't look any better. It doesn't look any better. You know, it doesn't look any better. Well, yes, it does. If you actually compare them side by side, what you're saying is objectively false. There's marked improvements. PS5, 24 month sub. I'm not sure what you're talking about, Heatwave. 
Uh, but I mean, again, if I compare this game to the games Bethesda have traditionally made in this avenue, this game looks incredible. I think the visuals of this game are, are very, very strong, which if you can get a solid 60 FPS on PC, I'm, I hope I can get that. I hope I can build a rig that'll be able to do that. I hope the engine, I hope the game, I hope, I hope however they're managing FPS is something that I can enjoy at, at 60 Visually speaking, lighting is the leap. That's why RTX is pushed so much, says Eugene. Saying that tech is not a bottleneck just shows your ignorance on the topic. The current-gen consoles are not all powerful. They have visible limitations. I'm not sure who you're interacting with. Uh, Dislike, disingenuous disinformation. I'm not sure who you're talking to. I keep hearing this sense of Inui. You've used that word before. I can't ever remember how to pronounce it. And burnout in gamers. I don't know what it is, but a lot of us are feeling something. I think it's a handful of things. I think it's just general gaming fatigue, right? General gaming fatigue, I believe, is felt. You've just, we've played so many games that, as I said earlier, once you sense the video game beneath the surface, the immersion's destroyed, and you're like, yeah, I'm not going to play anymore. I, I know that this is a video game now. This, it's like you see the you see through the veil. Yep, yep. That's that's a fetch quest. That's a this quest. That's a that quest. And you're like, yeah, I'm just not interested. I I think that's what's happening. Is like your general fatigue. Oh, it's pronounced ennui. I, I I always forget how to say that one. Eugene says you can compare games from today with a game seven years ago and not find much difference in textures, but you'll find significant differences in lighting, which makes the new game look immensely better. Brutal says, do you think that it's because graphics can hit a point where the better graphics mean nothing because most people don't have the cutting edge hardware? Well, or the cutting edge graphics mean that you have to sacrifice on performance or the cutting edge graphics like, you know what I mean? As a pony, Starfield looks good, but should be dynamic 4K60. Dynamic 4K60? What? I don't think that that's with a game of this size and scope. I don't think that that's possible. Who is this imposter? What's good, Liquid Smoke? Bethesda Game Studios have never had uh, standard graphics, though. Humans in general have always looked dated, and the world's always looked flat. But I think a lot of the... I don't know about the... I'm, I don't want to comment on the world's looking flat. I think the worlds in Starfield actually look quite good. I think the NPCs in Starfield look exactly how I would expect them to look in a game of this size and scope. You're having to automate so much. You're having to automate their lines, their movement, their facial expressions, because there's just so many different experiences you can have in this game. Like, I don't expect, I do not expect NPCs to look any better in a game of this size. I think they look great in Starfield. Everything I've seen looks looks good with respect to the NPCs. You saw the glue behind the curtain, and it looks like, and it, and it, um, it explodes the immersion, I think is what you meant to say. Gaming, just like other forms of entertainment, is a luxury. With the recession inflation dangling over everyone's savings, people are making tough choices. Well, it's not just that, though. I don't think it's necessarily like real-world frustrations and concerns coming to bear on why gamers feel like all games are bad. I don't, I don't necessarily think that's what's going on. I mean, that may be playing a part, but in the grand scheme of what's going on, I feel like it's more of a trajectory. It's almost like an arrival moment. 
we've just hit a point where we've played so many games and had so many experiences that when we play a game and we sense any similarities to others, we're like, yeah, I've done this before. I can give you an example in a more direct way. When I went from Gears, however many Gears there were, I remember playing Gears 4, not Gears 5. The recent Gears 5, I really, really enjoyed, right? I really enjoyed that. I'm talking about Gears 4. I got a couple hours into the game and I was like, I've played this game before. I was crouched behind something and there was an enemy crouched behind something and I, I was familiar with the enemy. I, I knew the, how to use the weapon in my hand to beat them and I was like, I've played this game before and I never went back. I just never went back. Now, when I played Gears 6, I said, I'm sorry, when I played Gears 5, I said, this is new. This has got new stuff in it. This has new mechanics. This feels different. This is good. So, I think something similar happens. The minute you sense in the game, oh, I've done this before in another game, you take it out on that game. I think rather unfairly, but your brain does this kind of on its own. So, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of hard. What are you going to do? What are you going to shut your brain off? I mean, it's not really possible. I'm not saying all games are bad, says Zubair. There are really good games out there, but I have changed in some way. Starfield, I worry. They prioritize something weird like barren planets over romance options uh, or who knows what else. Eugene says, I remember the day, I remember that day with God, uh, with Gears of War 4. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I was streaming. We were like down in some area. We took some elevator down and I was like, I've played this game before. Like, this is boring. This is not a new experience. Now, I do want to push back a little bit on what I'm saying and kind of argue with myself a teeny bit. It's okay if it's not an entirely new experience. I think expecting every single game to usher in a brand new experience is ludicrous. Like, when you play Spider-Man 2, when you play Final Fantasy 16, when you play Diablo 4, when you play Tears of the Kingdom... You're having a lot of experiences that you've had before. I tell you what I meant to say. Oh, it loses its immersion. Got it. Oh, no, something hit different with you. Oh, you shaved. Look at that baby face. That's right. This year in gaming has been the best year in a long time. Hogwarts, Zelda, Resident Evil 4, Final Fantasy 16. You were defending a fort from a locust attack. Is that what we were doing? I like yeah I remember doing that and thinking it was there were there were like these robots that we were fighting and I had like a new gun and I remember thinking that was pretty good and I remember saying like uh you know I don't I feel like I've played this before and then I continued to play I remember we took an elevator down we were in some dark area and I was trying to shoot some guy behind cover and I had that bow and I was like I've played this game before I'm freaking bored And that's why, like, the reason that I wanted to talk about this, like, is Starfield going to be too big? Is because I'm already kind of anticipating unfair criticisms of Starfield. Now, somebody asked me about automation. I think it was Broken Messiah. Question then is, is automation good? I think that's the wrong question. The, The question is, is automation necessary? If the answer to the question is yes, then there's no further discussion to be had. If you want to make a game the size and scope of Starfield and you want to have all these interactions and have all these NPCs talking with you, 
you, you automation is a necessity. You're not going to handcraft every facial animation, every NPC hand movement or body language. You can't handcraft that level of engagement. It's simply impossible. You, you'd ne- the game would never launch. It's a necessity. They have to use automation. That that's I don't think I don't think you can make a game at Starfield State at, at, at the, as large as it is and not lean on automation. Hogwarts had to do the same thing. They had to lean on automation. You're interacting with a lot of NPCs. I think the biggest mistake Hogwarts made is they didn't make enough diversity in what people looked like. I'll be talking to somebody and I'm like, this is just a blonde Sebastian. This is just a blonde so-and-so. Oh, this is just that other girl with curly hair. Like, they had the same faces. That was my only real issue with Hogwarts. The automation in their mouths and eyes and stuff, ah, that's fine. They, 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 I cannot expect them to have that level of realism and, and, and character design in a game where there's that many potential interactions. Butter says, I said in a Discord live chat, but like you said, gaming is getting to the point we see behind the curtain and we lose the immersion. Uh, that has been refreshed with the intro of uh, VR, in my opinion. Mm, I, I, listen, you know that I'm, I'm the unlikely convert to VR Butters. I always said I knew I would enjoy it as long as I didn't get motion sick. I always thought, yes, I know if I experience it, I'll like it. But I'm more than that. I'm like a convert. Like, I'm in its corner. I'm like, no, I think VR's coming. You know? I think these companies are are, are, are making good pushes with, with VR. And so, I, I, I'm an unlikely convert. But I don't agree with what you're saying. I don't think VR is the way to freshen up this feeling. I don't. I think, like anything... There just has to be innovative pushes with game design, right? Think of it this way. When special effects launched forward and leapt forward in the movie industry, there were video there were movies that certainly leaned too heavily on special effects. And look where we are now. You can create really impressive environments, vistas, fights, etc. You can do that. But if you're not creative and you don't tell a really good story, nobody gives a frick. Like, your movie's just going to be called what it is. You can't override people's judgment anymore with just special effects. I think that's analogous to game companies now can build really big, really beautiful games. That's just what people sort of expect now. It ought to be big. It ought to be pretty. If you're not doing that, then I don't want to play your game. Okay, that's like base level expectation. I'm being generic, right? Big is subjective to the game type. Like, however big Hollow Knight Silk Song ends up being, it's big relative. It's big relative to that game type, right? It's not going to be big relative to like Elden Ring. And we want it to be pretty. Again, Hollow Knight Silk Song looking pretty and Starfield looking pretty are pretty in their own right. But that's like the base level expectation now. That's base level. So you've got to go beyond that. You can't just give me a game that's big with lots of hours and make it pretty. That doesn't matter if I'm bored once I get to the second hour and I'm like, I've played this game before, bro. Do you want to, do you want, do you want to know what game... I think people are going to say they're going to play it and they're going to say I was wrong. 
There's a game coming, and I really think people are going to play it, and they're going to think, "This I thought I wanted this. This is not what I wanted. I, there's a game coming. I wonder if you guys can guess what game I'm thinking of. Ray Roberts with a $2 super chat. What about a mixture of automation and handcrafted? Ray, I believe there will be a mixture of automated and handcrafted. I think some of the main campaign interactions will be more handcrafted animations. They'll look better. A good example of this, no, not Exoprimal. A good example of this would be the way that you interact with people in Final Fantasy 16. Digital Foundry talked about like you have these A tier scenes and then you have C tier scenes where you're just standing there talking to somebody. Nope, not Armored Core. Not Liza P. East Coast Overlord with a $5 super chat tip says Counterpoint. The content is king. Have you seen the success of Battlebit? Yeah. Monopoly Jr. <laughs> Clean shaven. You guys hit 4,000 members last month. You're holding 4,000 members right now. We've already gotten 35 today. And I need everybody that hasn't smashed the like button yet to please do that. Minimize chat. Take a second and mash that thumbs up. And the first person to correctly guess it was Pat Gaming and then Broken Surprise. Pat Gaming and Broken Surprise have have guessed the game that I was thinking of. AC Mirage. I think people are going to get an hour into Assassin's Creed Mirage and they're going to say, I've played this game before. I think completion rates for that game are going to be low. And I'm excited to play it. And I love Assassin's Creed. But I'm just being honest. I think the completion percentages for Assassin's Creed Mirage are going to be low. I think, I'm, t- I'm telling you, people are going to get two hours in and they're going to say, ah, I friggin' played this game before, man. I thought I wanted to go back to the roots of AC. I was wrong. I, it's too formulaic. It's too predictable. I know what's coming. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, because I love Assassin's Creed. I think it's so dope. They're doing like a love letter to fans of the classic formula. I think that's I think that's awesome, but I'm telling you, that's my prediction with AC Mirage. Yo, Savage Sharkbite with 22 months and a member plus. Welcome back. People miss the old school Assassin's Creed games. I think a lot of people will complete it. Rayman, I will take that action. I hope I'm wrong. For the sake of the franchise and for the sake of the fans... I hope my prediction on that just is completely untrue. I hope people are like, nah, this is amazing. That guy, Reforge Gaming, got it all wrong. Lona, if we get to 8,000 subs, will you shave your head? No, the hair on the top of my head's off limits. I don't care how many members we have. I will not ever do that. My, I, that's, that would take too long to come back from. It would take way too long to come back from. My, my, I do not have a good head for a bald head. I don't. But bald face. This is a week, you know. I don't think. I think. I think I look fine. I don't think I look bad. Like I'm not self conscious about having a bald face. But a bald head? No. I don't care how many members you throw at me. I'm not. I'm not shaving my head. Mirage may be my first AC game, says Eugene. By roots, you mean nostalgia? No. No. Incorrect. Getting back to their roots. Getting back to that formula that everybody kind of misses. People don't like the big, massive, open-world style anymore. They don't. Layers of Fear and Blair Witch also sucked. They just don't get the horror genre. Layers of Fear was great in its time. What they did recently with it, it it didn't land because they didn't do anything. It was just the same game, just prettier. You know? 
5,000 subs and Lono waxes his legs. I don't know about that one. Madam would probably love that. I don't know if I'd be able to wax all of them, though. That would be awful. Um, You're good. Uh, being bald ain't like you have headphones curve up top. <laughs> I, I have a gigantic head. Bald would not be a good look. Just trust me on this. No, not dyeing my hair. I just, I need you guys to just stop with that one. Like, continuing to ask me to do stuff with my hair, it's just annoying. Just let that one go. Lead it, leave it. Just leave it on the ground. It's not happening. It's tiring to constantly have to say, no, I won't cut, won't dye, won't shave. Like, just please stop asking about that. It's, it's reached a point where it's become a nuisance and an, I'm annoyed by it. 5,000 per leg. <laughs> yeah, 5,000 per leg. Um, 78, I don't know what that is. What is that? Mm, like a 10 spot? I can't remember. You did that yesterday. I'm still baffled at how people can still accept the graphics in Zelda in 2023. 3 out of 10 for me. That's because, number one... I won't, de- I won't defend the performance because I myself had to stop playing because as soon as I played a couple other games at 60, it made it really, really hard to go back. But I'll defend the graphics in Zelda all day long. It's an art style choice. Right? It's an art style choice. To be fair, you push them to shave your face. Yeah, but shaving my face is a little bit different than, like, what Creature's talking about. Member goals are not humiliation. Like, let's make you look like a clown for a month, right? Shaving my face? That's like a week long of, you know, oh, I got a baby face for a week. That's no big deal. Making me look ridiculous for a month? That's, no, that hurts the content. (laughs) I would look terrible, for like a month or more if you if you guys got your way with some of these goals. That's not the goal of a member goal. Make me look like trash for 30 days. Um, I would love another PvE game based on the Rainbow Six Siege gameplay, but like a Jack Ryan story. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think that there that, that, that's always a challenge with shooters. This is one of the areas where I think Starfield can really excel, is that at its core... It's a shooter, but it goes so far beyond just being a shooter. Does that make sense? It's not just a shooter, and I think that's one of the dilemmas is, if you were to do a game like that, if you were to do a game where you're like, yeah, uh, we're going to do this Jack Ryan story, it kind of feels like Rainbow Six Siege, it's just a shooter, at the end of the day, yeah, the story could be really cool. You could throw in some cool mechanics like spy tech. But again, I think one of the biggest, I think the hardest genre to make a game in right now is is first-person shooter. I think it's a really, really hard genre to put your game into. Because again, remember what I said at the beginning of, the, of today's monologue. Familiarity breeds contempt. The minute you play a shooter and it starts to feel like another shooter that you've played, you're like, ah, this is boring. I, I've, I've played this before. Perfect time to pick up a hat sponsor. <laughs> okay, that was funny. Is this a gaming channel? Yeah, it's a gaming channel. Do you want FPS Splinter Cell is what I'm hearing. Yeah, part of the reason that I think like a Splinter Cell could come back and be amazing right now is we haven't had one in a really long time. You know what I mean? People wouldn't be like, oh yeah, I just got done playing 
another third person, you know, stealth spy game. But when you come from one first person shooter to another, it's really hard to add that creativity. Like Borderlands 3, I think could have been that game. I they they just I they that thing just failed to innovate. It wasn't a very good game from a looter shooter perspective. How about streaming some games you wouldn't otherwise get to play for a member goal? Um, Ghost of Tsushima Black and White Run, for instance. I mean, I would love that, Suede. I would love that. I just think it's counter it's counterproductive to set a member goal and have it be something that most of the members wouldn't even care to watch. They'd be like, yeah, we don't care about that. That's self-indulgent. Like, I would love to play Synapse today with you guys on the PSVR. I, I got it, and I would love to play it and show it to you. But the response to gameplay is 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 typically terrible. So you want FPS? That's ultra realistic with shooting mechanics. Six Days in Fallujah is uh, crazy good for being early access in this area. See, but that's what I'm saying though. I don't need like ultra realistic shooting mechanics. I think people. This is where I think game companies can learn from Starfield. Okay. If you want to do, if you want to make a first person shooter. Okay, you gotta look at Starfield and you have to say, okay, hang on a minute. How can we make this game more than just a shooter? How can we make this game more than just another game where you run from point A to point B and shoot some bad guys and then that's it. That's that's all that's a that's a wrap. Do you understand? So from where so, so, so from where I sit, it's like I think Starfield is actually going to be market impacting in that realm. I think it's going to be market impacting as an RPG, but I also think it can be market impacting to say you can build a first person shooter that also has all these other systems and things to do, so it's not just another first person shooter. Does that make sense? Is, is what I'm saying make sense? Eugene says VR isn't just gameplay though it's also physical comedy I I don't mind I, I, I feel like it would be fun once a week to do a member stream where I play a VR game because I really feel like I'm missing out on great VR games I think it'd be fun to play one once a week again the problem is always like I don't get to complete games I just don't have time <laughs> that's just it's not the content model we've built it's not the brand we've built it's not the show we've built you know, I've accepted that, but it would be fun at least once a week to be like, hey, this brand new VR game came out. Guys, let's check it out. Harry says, for a game focused on its FPS POV, the guns don't have to be anything but satisfying. Let me get a headshot, hear a nice sound, and get that feeling in my stomach of, oh, that felt good. Well, and that's why, Harry, during the Starfield Direct, the thing that I noticed first and foremost was they made a really good shooter. I, I'm not just looking at some... RPG in space like it like the 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 hang on this is a section that I just that just popped up serendipitously I feel like they made a good shooter now obviously it's going to feel better if you can get this thing on PC and get that 60 FPS but this looks like a satisfying shooter to me I played a lot of shooters in my day right the most memorable being Titanfall 2 and Destiny best feeling shooters in the market Right? Even stuff like this where he's kind of hopping around corners and stuff. The shooting feels very, very satisfying in this game. I could tell that the shooting was going to feel like crap in Redfall. I just I just watched the footage and can tell. Ah, it's going to feel like garbage. 
Yo, welcome back, Daniel Lawson, doing a member plus. Thank you guys so much for the support today. YouTube's being weird, and so is Kick. So if you guys are having to refresh, if you're having trouble watching, that is not on my end. I'm not having any issues with either of uh, either of my connections. We haven't dropped frames or anything on either platform that we're streaming on. Make sure you're smashing the like button. Uh, 15 more members will get us to 50. I always gift the members that I owe you during the premiere. It gives you the maximum amount of time to hit a, hit a high goal. So thank you so much for everybody who already gifted us to 35. Man, Melee's a dinosaur, I know, right? Chapter 8 says, Todd also talked about making the romances dynamic, where you can do something that makes your romance option mad, and they'll be mad at you, but won't break up due to losing relationship points. Right. Right. And I think that... I I didn't expect that. (laughs) I didn't think there was going to be romance options. I didn't think that was going to be in the game. I, when he said that, I was like, oh, there's romance options? Like, that sounds more like Mass Effect than what I was expecting. Harry says, to me, that looks like it has potential, but I fear it falls into the just aim center mass and hold the button down. Uh, no thought of intention behind shooting. A lot of the skills and skill trees for shooting seem to focus on crits and crit damage. So I don't know, Harry. I think you're really going to be wanting to go for headshots for to be to be efficient. It gets a little bit more difficult when you're shooting monsters because the monsters don't necessarily have a quote-unquote head. You and Lono should put a poll or something in Discord to vote on Lono's next member goal uh, so there's less heckling, both joking and not. The way the goals uh, put the goals in a positive direction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we could set one right now for 4,500. You guys are within reach of 4,500. It would be good to have a goal for 4,500 for July. Because you guys could push for it right now and probably get it. We had a 4,500 goal last last month. It was the reverse seer thing. I've, I've, I've got to do that. I'm going to probably try and do that this weekend. Johnny Red Flag says, I'm reloading due to buffering. I've also lost messages since I jumped into uh, kick today. I still prefer the emojis here, though. Yeah, it's... There's some issues going on today, I can tell. The adoring fan is getting left on the worst planet in the galaxy, says Big Juicer. <laughs> Les Eckling, have I mentioned yet that you look like a generic brand Lono? <laughs> Whatever, Chapter 8. The Dan's Tastic with a $10 Super Chat tip. What about a first-person Stardew Valley? I think that would be really unique, unless it's just a farming simulator. I right like again that's why I'm saying Starfield can impact the market because they're going to set a standard of you can go beyond just being a shooter like this looks great this looks satisfying running around shooting zipping around you know this looks fantastic but I need more than this I need something more than this and I feel like Starfield's going to deliver on that just the gun crafting alone Ah, that reload animation was nice. Just a gun crafting alone, I think, looks like it's got a lot of potential. Bear says, if you're shooting at a spacesuit in space, just uh, aim center mass. Let the vacuum do the work. When you join chat, you have to switch to all messages. Yeah, that's that's. it's been that way for a while. I don't know why they don't just set it to default to put you on all messages. Good value, Lono. I'm dead. <laughs> Come on. It'd be funny if the adoring fan is the best companion in the game. With the shaved face, you look easy to create in Starfield. Oh yeah, you could definitely create my face in Starfield, no doubts. 
Only way to quickly move is the jetpack, no vehicles. Yeah, so people have asked me my thoughts on that. Like, what do you think about the fact that like there's no there's no animal mounts, there's no vehicles? At at some level, I always feel like we have to trust the developers to not do something unless they feel it's going to work well or be the right call. So I don't necessarily feel like, oh man, I'm not going to be able to drive around in the dune buggy. This is going to be so boring. That's a huge, huge jump in in conclusions. Because they didn't do, you didn't have vehicles in No Man's Sky for a really, really long time. And most of the early updates, people really enjoyed and were having a ball in that game. The cowboy mustache on you was dope. Thank you. My wife did not like the mustache. I meant less secondly about his hair. I know, I knew what you were saying, goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of us say wild things just a joke, but others say things possibly meaning to degrade or humiliate Lono. I just think it's a classic thing of being like, hey, let us hit a goal and you'll shave your eyebrows or whatever, because the people have done that for, you know, charity streams and stuff. So it bleeds over. It's an incentive to, you know, get in to do this crazy thing. What reason do we have to think Bethesda would even program a vehicle uh, that would feel good? I think field goals are a great thing to put in later. I could see them adding them later. Kind of like what they did with uh, No Man's Sky. So like you'll have your you'll have your base and they're going to let you like add a garage. You know, add a garage, you know, you go in, you can tinker. Like think about the way that they're letting you build and customize your ship. I could see them bringing that to a land vehicle as well. Just build your own land vehicle and just kind of like, just kind of like ride around. You know, within reason, right? I don't think they're going to let you build like a semi truck. I don't know. Maybe they would. But I think that could be really cool is have like an actual garage where you go in and can make your own land vehicle. Explodo Games with a $5 super chat tip. This game attracts two types of gamers, the space gamers and the Skyrim bros. These communities want two different things. I think at some level that's true in a lot of games these days. Like there's, it's almost like people form into camps and they both argue for certain things. Um, we, we, we may have to revisit Diablo. There's, you know, there's been some growing narrative brewing, you know, the, the combat kids made a video and then Asmongold reacted to the video and I'm not going to react to them, but I might write out a lot of what they said and do my own monologue about it or my own video about it. And Euro Truck Simulator... Just oh, just fold in Horizon and Euro Truck Simulator. Sure, sure. Just get, try to drive across the uh, an entire planet with your big semi that you built by hand in your space garage. Yeah, for sure. I want to mount the robot Bosco or whatever, just like I can mount droids in Star Wars Legos. Oh, like ride on his back, like a little like a little kid, like a piggyback ride. I could see that. I could. Rovers and hover bikes would be nice. Yeah, when they brought vehicles to No Man's Sky, you know what's funny about vehicles in No Man's Sky? I don't use them. I don't. Tomorrow there's a dev stream for Diablo about seasons. Really? Did you cut your facial hair? You must fight inner Ishin on Sekiro. Hair change equals Sekiro boss fight. Oh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Zubair says, oh, now I want that game. I know, right? You start imagining like how good a game like that could be. 
Gavin says it can't fail. So many people are deeply emotionally invested in this and will defend it no matter what. Yeah, let's shift to that topic. That was a part of the opening monologue. Let's kind of bring it back to Starfield a little bit here. What do you guys think about the growing narrative? And I don't think it's fair, by the way. And I talked about that in the show opening monologue. I don't think it's fair that Xbox is sort of being put on the shoulders of Starfield. I don't think Bethesda signed up for that. Um, I don't even think they knew when they got acquired that this game was going to be an exclusive. They didn't seem to react as if that was the case. I think they were sold a bill of goods and empty promises. That's kind of Microsoft's MO these days. I think they misled them. But given that reality that this is basically not just an exclusive, but many people see this as being sort of the... I, I called it the opening band for the comeback tour. Like Xbox trying to have that comeback and the opening event, the kickoff is Starfield, right? And so I don't I don't know if that's fair though to put all that weight and all that pressure on this game. Like that's not their job. Their job is to make a great game. Yeah, chat just chat just goofed on me. It went it did that subscriber mode flicker. I knew YouTube was having a problem. I was like something is not right. I can always tell by looking at the back end and the viewership behavior, I can always tell that something's going on. My chat just freaked out on me. People are building PC games, to, uh, PCs to play this game. It's huge. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Is it fair? No, but it's the realm that we're in now. I do think Starfield will be good enough, though. If Starfield is what is needed to save Xbox, and Xbox is already lost. Starfield can save X- Starfield can't save Xbox on its own. They need quality control for that, and it's clear they don't have it. I don't know about that. Vehicles in No Man's Sky became almost irrelevant when players were allowed to take their ships through the portals. Gameplay was better to the uh, prior to that. I'm gonna play it on Game Pass, but if it's actually playable and I enjoy it, I'll buy the deluxe edition. I bought the collector's edition. I think the I thought the watch was cool. I thought the case was cool. I, I think I, I I'm a fan of Starfield to the point that I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to build a PC to play it. You know the dangers of VR. I was fighting a hammer wielding undead through a doorway. Ooh, gosh, how did that even happen? What did he punch? 100% it's unfair, but I fear it's inevitable. Says Swade. I've been concerned about that for a long time. Redfall was the kickoff. Starfield's take two. Yeah, I think that's fair. Redfall was kind of the kickoff. You know what I mean? You're right. Starfield sucks. Guess I'll just sell my Xbox. Who's saying Starfield sucks? Thirty FPS will be rough. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want to have the big debate about thirty FPS, but I am actually very, very curious what the consumer's response will be to that. Are they going to notice? Okay. Are they going to notice? Now, a ton of people tell me I didn't know what I was talking about with Diablo when I said that seasonal model is going to cause uproar. And now that's all anybody's talking about. Every video that comes out, every person that's weighing in on that game is all saying the same thing. It's like, I told y'all everybody was going to get hung up on this. Not everybody, but anybody who's not a fan of it is going to get hung up on it. So, anybody who's not a career Diablo player is going to say, I don't want to do this. And I think, in similar fashion, 
I think that there's an unknown right now with Starfield. Like, how is the general public that doesn't check Reddit, that doesn't watch YouTube, they don't know who I am, they don't get on Twitter, how are they going to respond to the... How are they going to respond to it? To the 30 FPS? Are they going to say, yeah, it looks blurry, it looks muddy, right? I will say this. I think, ironically enough, Final Fantasy 16 and Jedi Survivor at some level prove me wrong. At some level, they prove me wrong. And what I mean is, I think most people just boot up the game and put it in quality mode. They didn't notice all the problems in Jedi Survivor. They played it at quality mode. They, they, they're, they didn't notice the... They're not noticing the issues in Final Fantasy 16 with performance because they're not playing it on performance. They're playing it on quality mode. And I think because of that, you are going to have a large portion of the gaming... of the player base, of the gaming public at large that's going to boot up Starfield. They're going to play it at 30 FPS and they're not going to notice any of it. They're going to be like, no, I play all my games at this at this level. J-Dub with a $5 super chat. I'll be playing Starfield the way Microsoft intended for us to play on the Xbox Series S. I'll stream it as well. J-Dub, I've considered buying a Series S just to show people sometimes the comparisons. And that might be a game that, 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 that's, that's good. That's good content. That's good content. To say, hey, like, Here's, here's how it runs on the main console. This is the main console. Halo, no, no facial hair, I see. That's right. I think we struggle to understand and model the average gamer that we worry about. We can't imagine being that unsophisticated and easy to please. No shade. We are actually snobs. What happened to your beard? I just joined. You guys hit 4,000 members last month, so I had to shave it. That was part of the goal. Rip the run? What are you talking about? I don't think the non-career Diablo gamers matter in the long run. They come back to play expansions. The career Diablo players will be playing seasons for years. They actually keep the game alive. We'll see. My batting average on Diablo is pretty good. It's pretty good. So we'll see what ends up happening with that game. Because I think they're going to respond. I think player-based numbers are going to are going to cause Blizzard to reevaluate. I do. I think you'll see changes to who can who can do the uh, the seasonal uh, challenges in Battle Pass. There we go. I'm gonna pop my knee. Off topic. Going back to Microsoft versus the FTC. I just realized Microsoft is propping Project Q as a console to rival Switch and not an accessory. Hope the judge saw the BS there. <clears throat> yeah, it's an accessory that requires a PS5. Like, it doesn't suddenly give you a Nintendo Switch. It's, it's, you're going to be playing through the internet. It's going to load up the game on your PS5, and you're going to be playing through the internet. Like, that's how it's going to work. I don't, I don't necessarily think that, uh, you're gonna you're gonna be able to say, oh no, yeah, Project Q for sure. That's a, that's a that's a rival to uh, to the Nintendo Switch. Like no one's gonna buy 
No one's going to buy that and think that. That's that's ludicrous. If people are refusing to buy battle passes, the system will change. Oh, for sure. The player base is already going down. Yeah, it's it's almost it's almost like I told folks that was going to happen. <laughs> Uh, what's the game that we're doing? Um, Rise of the Ronin. Debris. Oh, let's see here. Let's change this. Um, where is it? That's Starfield. What's that? Okay, that's coming out next here and we'll set this for I haven't played Diablo in weeks good morning chat yo what's good train don't worry boys the deal's almost over with I know right coffee ordering is now super streamlined and easy I think that was like three clicks also order incoming Hopefully it hits the thing. Did it pop up, guys? I didn't hear it. I have my headphones like on the on the desk, so I can hear like if an if an order comes through. Who is this streamer? Oh, it's Lono. What's good, James? Um. I tell you what I tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna go a teeny bit earlier to the premiere because the platform is being terrible and we're just continuing to lose folks because YouTube's acting crazy um, so bear with me here I have a video about new details for rise of the Ronin we're gonna go to this video in 14 minutes so you guys have 14 minutes if you want to push the member goal a little bit higher I'm gonna gift all the goals um, I'm gonna gift all of the members that I owe you. I'm going to gift them um, when we get into this premiere. It, it gives you guys the maximum amount of time uh, to to gift and to push the number. All right, I'm going to save that. Uh, we're gonna, we typically go at noon. I'm going to go early because we're just, we're just we're hem, we're hemorrhaging right now. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna gain. We're gonna lose if we sit here for the next 45 minutes. We can continue this conversation with members anyway. That's an incentive to become a member. Uh, let's see. Today at 11.30. Yeah. Do you think we'll see more Starfield at Gamescom? Um, I mean, I would imagine they're going to continue their marketing circuit. I don't see why they wouldn't continue their marketing circuit. That'd be kind of strange. Um, so yeah, I would expect them to to continue to push the game out there and show stuff. I don't know how much, but I, I mean, isn't, isn't Gamescom... When is Gamescom actually? Because this game's coming out in September, isn't Gamescom? I thought Gamescom was typically in October. At least, that's at least that's what I re- that's 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 like my memory. That's my recollection. <clears throat> thoughts and opinions on the Rogue Ally. Uh, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts and opinions on it. Doc Dark seemed to think highly of it. If you want to watch his his series, he did 14 days with the, with the Rogue Ally. He concluded that it was worth it, and he's keeping it. So, he made really good content about that. You also think Atlas Fallen is compared to Dark Siders that people are done with, even after hours of playing? I'm not sure what you're asking me.
Gamescom is end of August. Oh. Let's see, end of August into September. Yeah, I could see Starfield being there. Mm-hmm. And making an appearance to really do that last marketing push with, with the launch date being just around the corner from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because from where I sit, I don't think they're done yet showing us stuff. I think they've got more to show. Even if it's just a standard affair of like, just, you know, another trailer, another gameplay showcase, you know. Neither, uh, Lono neither reviews hardware nor leaves the house, so not a great source for a review. <laughs> it's so true, though. So, so true. I thought Atlas was more like Monhun. I take that back. I shouldn't make fun of people for not leaving the house. <laughs> I mean, you, you're teasing? You're teasing, but it's actually true that the way my life flows... It doesn't make much sense. It doesn't make much sense to to, to, to buy something like that. I, I genuinely do not go out. It wouldn't it wouldn't really benefit my life. It wouldn't be enhancing to my my daily uh, my daily life. I'm surprised we are not seeing Lee from Bethesda. This is their usual marketing windows, and it's radio silence. Yeah, I did a Pico, uh, not first impressions, I did a Pico unboxing, and then I did a review of After the Fall. I do that in my house, though. They're asking about the ROG Ally. A ROG Ally wouldn't do anything for me. What am I going to play it on in my house? There's never a time where I can't game, because I, like, I don't have access to a monitor or a TV or something. We're not prepared for Starfield, in my opinion. Tom Warren six hours ago said that Xbox and Bethesda at Gamescom. Okay, so they're, they're, it's confirmed they're going to be there. Okay. Rise Run looks fire. We've got really, really cool new details. There's a surprising detail. You'll have to watch my video to hear about it. I did not expect this uh, because it's Team Ninja, so you guys will have to wait for that. We're going to be going to that premiere in 10 minutes. So make sure you guys are getting all your likes out of your system. Make sure you're smashing like. We could easily hit 500 likes on this video. Even though YouTube's been a little squirrely today, we still had a great turnout and a great day. We're just going to bounce a little earlier than usual to the premiere. Um... Also, you have 10 minutes if you want to hit the member goal of 50. Right now, I only owe you 5. You guys, yesterday it was like 43 out of 50. You guys keep falling just short of that 50, and uh, you're, you're missing out on that extra 5 bomb from me. So if you push it, I'll owe you 10 total. You can even do that when we're over in, uh, in the premiere. If you want to save it and wait, and you guys want to do 15 during the premiere, that's a great way of uh, paying it forward to the people that come with us. You know, that's something that you guys can do. I save it for the premiere so that you have the most amount of time to gift. Starfield has not penetrated the, uh, the general, uh, the gen pop zeitgeist at all. How, how do you, how, how would you measure that, Chris? And how would you know that? If you think Starfield's not, not penetrated gen pop zeitgeist like the general population you know hive mind you know ethos whatever words you want to use how how can you say that i feel like it's a super popular really well-known game like i don't i don't think it's gonna like hit the dashboard on xbox and get ignored i think people are gonna be very excited 
I don't think it's going to be like Redfall, by the way, where like I couldn't find Redfall on Game Pass for like an entire day. It wasn't listed as coming soon. It wasn't listed as available. I had to wait until the very next day. I think Starfield's going to take over. It'll be everywhere on your Xbox. Every time you go to the store, every time you go to Game Pass, it's going to be listed there as coming soon. Everyone's talking bad about the game. Who's Wait, who's talking bad about Starfield? I've seen mostly positive videos. Yesterday, among my brother and cousins who are more casual gaming, they'd never even heard of Starfield. Hmm. The Xbox homepage had links to the showcase. Crazy that they they've not heard of it. It's been everywhere. they boot up every day and play nothing but Apex I mean I'm not trying to be dismissive or rude but like I would imagine if all you do is boot up and play Apex then you're not going to know anything about games like this I would, I would imagine I'm sure there are sectors of the gaming population that are really focused in their niche Garfield isn't released yet yeah I definitely think <clears throat> what Piers is saying is important if it comes out and it makes an impact and it's really, really good, DK Beggar says, I'm going to keep the thing going. He pushes the line. 36 total gifted members on the day. Thank you so much, DK Beggar. Goes to Cyber DNA. Welcome in. I, I think what Pierce is saying is important because if Starfield lands and it's really awesome, word of mouth will spread. You've got to check out that game, Starfield, man. That game is, that game is something else. It's the it's the new it's the new Skyrim. It's the new open world. It's the new space game. It's amazing. You got to check it out. Like I think once it launches, there's that opportunity for everybody to you know, to play it and, and really enjoy it. Call them out. People who play Apex aren't real gamers. I miss real gamers is a misnomer. There, there there's there's no there's no spectrum of real gamers versus non-real gamers. If if all you play is Apex, I'm not trying to throw shade but I certainly don't expect somebody in that in that area to know anything about Starfield. You're talking about the boot up and play X is the gen pop. Okay, let me ask you something, Chris. Does any game get on those people's radar? Like, it, th- this is not indicative of anything about Starfield. I feel like, in general, you're pinpointing a, a penetration problem, right? It's extremely hard for games... To, to penetrate into the market and get on people's radar. I don't think that has anything to do with Starfield. I think you're just in you're, you're, it feels to me like you're just a, you're, you're espousing something that we kind of we kind of know to be true. Extremely hard to get on anybody's radar because they just boot up and they just go into their game of choice. They just boot up Fortnite, they just boot up Apex. They're, they're not touching anything else. They're not checking the store. They're not checking anything. But there's a ton of people who boot up Game Pass and check what's coming. Yeah, I know. I said penetra- t- penetration, pe- penetration problem. Pause. <laughs> what's this guy saying? Xbox. Xbox PC Starfield will win Game of the Year. It'll get a 90-plus review score. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Nintendo Switch is a great game, but it's a sequel using the same world from Breath of the Wild and not doing much of anything in terms of innovation. 
I kind of agree with that, but I also don't agree with that. No other game, not Spider-Man 2, not Final Fantasy 16, is even attempting 25% of what Starfield is doing. Starfield is the definition of creativity and innovation. The only game from 2023 that does even 1% of what Starfield is doing was released by the same publisher, Bethesda, Hi-Fi Rush. It brought creativity to a level that has not been seen in years. Gee, mini Christmas. Seems That all seems so overstated. Killing me, Lono. Penetration problem. Extremely hard. I'm a child. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> um, there's no marketing for Starfield at all besides the directs. Any ads? Posters? I feel like I've seen advertisements for it. It's always hard for me to enter the mind of the gamer that doesn't come to YouTube every day. You guys that are on Kick, you're going to need to come over to the YouTube channel. I'm going to go ahead and end the Kick stream right now. Come on over if you want to see this Rise of Ronin premiere as well as a member stream to follow. Go ahead and end that Kick stream. Thank you again, DK Baker. If you guys want to keep bumping this line, you now have three minutes before the premiere. If you want to hit 50 members, four singles and a 10 bomb would do it if anybody wants to lay it up. Um, as someone who enjoys VR and no disrespect at all uh, what are the other two after Alex oh you guys are talking about VR and AAA the game hasn't even come out yet and you're already seeing things like it's like nothing you've seen before from Bethesda it's generation defining I feel like we had that happen with Elden Ring did we not I feel like that happened with Elden Ring we said that we we, we saw man, Elden Ring Elden Ring's going to be game of the year, man. Before it was even out. We, we thought, oh, that's going to be a defining game, dude. This, this game looks crazy. Most anticipated game, you know. We've seen gameplay. I mean, I agree with peers. We have seen gameplay. It does seem pretty ambitious. It does seem like a game that's that's that's, you know, no pun intended, shooting for the stars here. But I also kind of agree with Miyako Best Girl when, you know, it's, it's like nothing you've seen before. This is going to be generation-defining. Okay, we haven't played it yet. You could get 20 hours in and be like, nah. It's, there's a lot of fallout here. There's a lot of Skyrim here. There's there's not a lot of innovation here. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying there that that's a possibility. We haven't played it yet. Like, you're both right. We've seen tons of gameplay. I feel like the scope of the game is massive and insane. DK Beggar's like, come on, guys. We got two minutes. He bumps the line again to 37. Why did I just hear a sound? Why did I just hear a Discord sound? Oh, because I have Discord open on... uh, I have Discord open on, on the gaming rig. I was like, what the heck? I don't really look great, but I had to actually play... But it had to actually come through, and it did. For sure. For sure. You guys have 60 seconds to slam this home to 50 members. If you don't do it, you can still do it in the premiere. We're going to head over to this premiere for Rise of the Ronin. There's new gameplay details coming out from Rise of the Ronin. There's a very, very surprising and shocking uh, Rise of the Ronin piece of information that I I, I don't actually... I don't know if this leak is true or not. We're going to go check out this video. So... When this video ends, we're going to redirect. Make sure you guys smash like on your way out, and make sure you smash like like crazy when we get over there. Catwalk says, come on, we can do it, and he takes it to 42. You guys hit 43 yesterday. You keep getting it all the way to the doorstep. 
you have an opportunity to get to 50 gift members in the premiere instead i'll see you guys over there let's go over there and do this i'll owe you 10 if you guys can get eight more all right there's a link in chat if you guys don't use the link in chat you can get redirected or it'll be the featured video on uh, on the channel let's go over and check out the new details about rise of the ronin